The bored male Midwestern voice at the other end of the long-distance line informed Mr. Thorne that Lieutenant Keogh was busy right now on another phone, and would he like to hang on? When Thorne submitted that he would, he was left to do so with a minimum of courtesy and a mutter of subdued office noise to keep him entertained. During this lengthy interval, it crossed Thorne's mind that he might have made this call last night and caught the good lieutenant at home instead of during business hours. But then, last night, Thorne had himself been quite busy. At last, the receiver in Chicago was picked up again. Lieutenant Keogh. The voice was familiar to Thorne, but at the moment it carried a load of official boredom he had not heard in it before. Yes, Lieutenant, this is Jonathan Thorne calling from Phoenix, Arizona. Regarding that merchandise you were trying to trace, I believe I will have the information you need very soon. If you could call me back, at your convenience, here at my hotel. At the other end of the line there was a silent pause, concluding in a sigh, and followed by a muttered vulgarity. After this a footstep, and then the shutting of a door which effectively cut off the office background. When the lieutenant's voice returned, it sounded no happier than before, but at least all traces of boredom had been effectively expunged. We can talk now. This is something really important, I take it? Of course, Joe. Of course. Thorne smiled and lay back on the bed, letting his lean frame relax. A white plastic bag, as long as a mattress and as narrow as a cot, had been unfolded on the rich green spread. This bag was thin enough to be folded into a suitcase, and it was sparsely stuffed with something that crunched. Faintly, as Thorne's weight came onto it, sounding for all the world like dried earth. Of course, he repeated into the phone, neither of us would call upon the other in a merely trivial matter, is it not so? Your wife's family did not summon Dr. Corday from London, after all, until the situation warranted. By the way, how is the lovely Kate, and how are her fine parents? Fine, fine. The distant voice remained wary. Her brother and sister are okay, too. By the way, if you're looking for Judy, she's away at school. But I guess you must know that. The comment was tinged with a certain fatalistic disapproval. Thorne made his own voice soothing. Say hello to Kate for me. No, Joe, I am not looking for Judy, nor do I want anything from you that might be embarrassing to you officially. My dearest Mina would be unhappy if I did anything like that with anyone in the family. By the way, I am somewhat surprised, pleasantly, of course, that you continue on the force. I like to work, and I'm too young to retire. Joe's voice showed no sign of relaxing yet. Anyway, Kate's busy a lot with volunteer work, and her old man respects me more for being self-supporting, so... Tell me what you want. I would like whatever information you can give me about two people. The first is Mary Rogers.